Hi guys, welcome back to the Funny, Helpful, and Relatable Podcast. I am your host, Britt. Do you guys ever wonder if this is all just a simulation and there's just somebody out there in the universe controlling our every move? Like when you get up to do something and you just completely forget what it was and then you just kind of turn back around and do something different. You know how we used to play The Sims and like honestly I was an asshole sometimes when I played The Sims and like I really did care about my Sims but sometimes I would just make them do stupid shit because I thought it was funny and so did my friends you know we all did it and I'm like what if that's what's happening to us because I don't know I really gotta stop letting my brain wander because <laughs> when I start thinking about that shit I just it's not good and it's really starting to mess with me so yeah I don't know what do you guys think anyway today we're gonna be talking about soulmates some people think that soulmates are like that you just have one soulmate um that's kind of what you grow up believing right like you kind of grow up you know watching disney movies and rom-coms and stuff like that and thinking like oh your soulmate is this one person that you're gonna meet in your life and you're just gonna know it's them and you're gonna fall in love and live happily ever after first of all i don't think it always works like that like i feel like it rarely ever works like that um i really blame disney movies and meg ryan movies for me being a hopeless romantic and um like low-key fuck them <laughs> although i love meg ryan love her movies kind of wish that my life was a meg ryan movie but maybe it will be who knows anyway um I think now that we're sort of evolving spiritually as a whole, more people are starting to realize that like, no, there's not just one quote unquote soulmate that's that has to be romantic. There's multiple soulmates in our lives. And I think so many people in the spiritual community are starting to believe that now. And I do think that it's true. For instance, one of my soulmates, I believe, is my dog. Um, she is 100% one of my soulmates. I know that we knew each other in a past life. We just have always had this connection. I can't explain it. So I definitely believe that animals can be soulmates as well. And so yeah, it's not always going to be romantic. It can definitely be platonic. And it's also not always going to be um, a pleasant experience either. Like you may not even like this particular person in this lifetime. And so I personally believe in reincarnation. I have for a while now. Um, you know, obviously we don't, none of us actually know what happens, you know, after this life. We we don't know for sure what happens. To me, reincarnation makes the most sense. And it also correlates the most with science and um, like physics. So, you know, that's neither here nor there. But to me, reincarnation makes sense. And uh, if you believe in reincarnation, then you believe that obviously we've had multiple lives. And so it makes sense that you could run into someone in this life that you knew in a past life now is that intentional is that fate was it created by our our designers <laughs> our god whoever's fucking with us in the simulation did they they create that or did they is it just something that just happens or did we as souls uh you know prior to coming into into this life did we you know say hey catch you in the next lifetime you know because some people believe in soul contracts where you you essentially sign a contract with certain souls like hey we're gonna meet in this next life and we're gonna help each other grow in one way or the other so and I don't know how, if if I believe in the soul contract situation but I, I do think I believe that like you you kind of just agree to meet up with different souls in the next life and do we always meet up in every lifetime too maybe you don't always meet up with these same souls in every in every lifetime i don't know also i just want to say i am recording on my phone and i'm in my apartment so the air was going you might occasionally hear things off and on so i apologize for that but for now this is what it is so anyway
back to the soulmates and reincarnation. So one of the reasons that I believe in reincarnation um, is a reoccurring dream that I had when I was very, very, very young. Uh, I was definitely younger than 10 at this point. Um, and I had the dream enough times that I told my mom about it because I just I didn't understand why I was having it. And it felt so real. So from what I remember, um, basically, the dream starts out where I am in front of this big building with like big white building with the columns, large door, you know, um, and we're up in the sky surrounded by clouds and it feels like my home. Like I want to go into the building. Like I try to open the door and go in. And then this, uh, angel like figure comes from above and he wants me to go with him. And I wasn't afraid of him. And I actually think I knew him. He felt familiar, but I did not want to go with him. I was just like, no, like I want to go in the building. <laughs> and then he would reach his hand out and grab my hands and then I would wake up. And so I have always felt like that was me. That was my soul coming to this earth. And apparently I did not want to be reborn. Like I was done with it, didn't want to do it. And then whoever that was, my spirit guide, whoever that is, they were like, nope, homie, like you still got some shit to learn. <laughs> so you're going back, you're going back to earth. Sorry, but here you go. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. That has always stuck with me. That dream has always stuck with me and it felt so real. And that is probably the biggest reason that I believe in reincarnation or that I believe in souls, you know, uh, having some sort of a mission or having to learn things in, in our lifetime, in our lifetimes, because yeah, it, it felt so real. It felt so real. That was my soul coming to this earth. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And they were like, well, too bad. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, that's why I believe in reincarnation. I believe in past lives. Um, I don't know how it all adds up, you know, and makes sense. But you know, they say time is kind of an illusion. So anyway, don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. But uh, it's currently 7.54am. And here I am recording this this audio. So you're welcome, guys. If you hear my dog licking her lips, I'm sorry for that, by the way. Um, just think of it as ASMR. So now soulmates. Um, what has my experience been with soulmates? So I don't think that they're always romantic. I do think that you have friends that are soulmates. I think people in your family can be soulmates. Like I said, animals. Uh, also just random strangers that you just happen to come across. And uh, because I do think, I I think that soulmates, you come together uh, in different lifetimes to help each other. Either, I think that maybe some soulmates serve the purpose of helping your soul grow and I think that some soulmates serve the purpose of just um, being like a comfort to you and vice versa. You know, so maybe some are not meant to help you grow. They're just meant to be in your life at a certain point to to protect you, to be a comfort to you and, and vice versa. Um, but others, I think, do teach you lessons. And that's why I said, I think some of these people, you may not always have a pleasant experience with them in this lifetime because um, you don't always, you don't necessarily grow when you're comfortable. Generally, you do the most growth in your life when you're uncomfortable. So that doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing, but I do believe that that's when you do the most growth. That's when you learn the most lessons in your life is when you are uncomfortable in one way or the other. But if you've ever come across someone, uh, whether they be a random person on the street or, you know, a coworker, or whatever, and you just 
instantly feel like you know them or they just feel super familiar familial familiar familiar um and you're just drawn to them for some reason it's like this magnetic energy and you can't explain it it's not necessarily a, a romantic attraction it's just genuinely you are so drawn to their energy i think that that could be a soulmate i really do and it's like they might be in your life for a moment or they might be there forever they might be in your entire life you know um and and it begs the question you know those who are there just for a moment what was it for is it just you know you guys just are saying hi to each other like hey I remember you from a past life just checking in to make sure you're good and that's possible which is kind of it's kind of cute it's kind of sweet like you know we got our own our own shit to work on we got our own journeys you know we're gonna go our separate ways but we just want to check in and make sure we're doing good that's cute I don't know I like to think that that happens sometimes I know that there have been people, because um, I've, I've worked a lot of customer service jobs, so just coming into contact with the public, um, and there have definitely been people that when I've seen them, and I just like, like I know them somehow. Uh, I remember there was one lady that came in when I was working at a bakery, and I just felt the urge to tell her that her aura was so beautiful, and it was weird and awkward because I, I've never said anything like that before. I don't see auras that, that I'm aware of because when people talk about auras, they talk about seeing different colors or whatever. And I don't know that I've ever noticed that about anybody, but I just was so drawn to her energy and it, it was just something around her that was just very beautiful. And I felt the need to tell her. And I was like, oh my God, she probably thinks I'm so weird. But I mean, she was flattered. Like I think it took her kind of took her aback and she was like kind of blushing and like because it's not a compliment that you hear normally like oh your aura is so beautiful you know so I'm sure it made her happy um to hear that but it was so weird to me I was like what why did I just say that (laughs) like I don't say that kind of shit like I've never said that before um and maybe that you know so maybe she was a soulmate a, a soul that I was recognizing or you know maybe I was just very drawn to her energy and I was just feeling that because I am super empathic so I don't know but you know I it's rare for me to really say that about somebody or to feel that about somebody so uh in one way or the other I recognized her and her energy so and who knows maybe she was like an earth angel or something (laughs) like a light worker and I just noticed that about her so that's super cool and may have nothing to do with being soulmates but um it was something that stuck out to me so I think that's really interesting i definitely think that like we are so much more than our human bodies and minds our souls are very much who we actually are and i i definitely recognize that in people so uh yeah i mean soulmates you know it's not always romantic it's not in fact i think the majority of our soulmates are platonic so um and then you have this thing uh in the spiritual community that's called twin flames and i don't know if i believe in that you know you hear all these different words, different terms uh, that come up and, you know, you kind of have to wonder where are they coming from? Did somebody just randomly decide that they were going to come up with this term one day and then it just, it stuck and people caught on to it? Uh, I don't really know where the term twin flame came from. I don't know who coined that term, but a twin flame, uh, apparently you only have one and it's basically like your it's a twin. So it's like your, your soul's counterpart. And it's like, um, so where soulmates will, you help each other grow, a twin flame is like, it, it's almost like your reflection, basically. So like, 
they say that you're not, first of all, they, as in people in the spiritual community, say you're not always going to come into contact with your twin flame in every lifetime. Um, and when you do, sometimes it's going to be super toxic. It's gonna, There's going to be a lot of turmoil in the relationship. A lot of times it will be described as the runner chaser situation, or you'll come in and out of each other's lives. Um, so you know, it's, it's kind of like the divine masculine and the divine feminine, regardless of your gender or, you know, how you identify or you, even your um, sexuality. That's just how it's, it's termed. Um, but it's basically like when you do come into each other's lives, the reason why it can be so toxic sometimes is that you're literally helping each other grow and you're mirroring each other. So the things that you, you know, you need to work on, um, the other person also needs to work on and you're going to um it's going to be harsh lessons that you're having to learn because it is helping your soul elevate essentially and generally from what i've heard you know you're only going to really come into union with your twin flame and be be together with them in a uh uh in a good solid relationship if you guys have done the growth that you needed to do so a twin flame would be like the ultimate soulmate. They're they're like your soul's other half, basically. So I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think it's kind of a weird uh, dynamic. But who knows? Maybe that is a thing. I, I don't know. But in regards to my dog, <laughs> oh, she's right here and she does not want me to record. Okay, so... In regards to romantic soulmates, now I think I have recognized maybe three romantic soulmates in my lifetime. There have definitely been multiple people that I have felt an instant connection with, but I don't know that all of them have necessarily been soulmates. Um, but three in particular stand out to me, uh, none of which I'm with currently <laughs> in a romantic relationship. So, uh, yeah but okay so the first one is a, a guy that I grew up with we met when I was six uh he was seven I think so yeah we've known each other since we were little kids uh he was he grew up like kind of across the street from me and you know this was in the 90s where you kind of always are outside playing you know all the kids in the neighborhood whatever so me and him just instantly had a connection we always did and there was always a little bit of flirtation there but I was just an awkward kid and I was such a tomboy and I was not into all that from a young age. So there were a few times that he like kind of like asked me to be his girlfriend, one of which he did in front of all the, the boys in the neighborhood. And I just was straight up like, no. And then I just went in the house. <laughs> and but when I went inside, I was like, I was so excited. I was beaming. Uh, but I literally turned him down in front of all these boys who were clowning him. And I, I felt bad. Like, it wasn't my intention to hurt his feelings. I actually really liked him. But I was just embarrassed that he did it in front of everybody. And also, like, as a kid, you never know. Like, kids are mean. You never know if it's, like, a prank or something. So I didn't want to say yes and then have him just be like, ah, I was joking. You know, boys are mean. Kids are mean. Shit happens. So I, I just said no. <laughs> And to be fair, he should not have said that in front of everybody. But anyway, so that happened a few times. So there was definitely flirtation there throughout, you know, our childhood and teenage years. But we never ended up dating or anything. Um, we actually never went to the same school until high school. We graduated from the same high school. Um, but at that point, we had grown apart a lot. But, you know, still, when we would see each other, we'd say hi. And he would always, like, give me a hug. Uh, and it was so weird. Whenever he would give me a hug... 
I'm telling you, it was like a movie. It was like time fucking stopped. I don't know how else to explain it. It was like time stopped. I couldn't see anybody else around us. I couldn't hear anybody else around us. It was just me and him. And it was like the safest, most comforting feeling in the world when we would hug each other. And it was, I had to, I I would pull away from him at a certain point. He used to get so annoyed. Like he brought it up to me at one point that like, why do you always pull away when I hug you? And it's because it literally felt like time stopped. And it was like, I felt, I was like, oh God, I hope he can't like tell that I'm just like, you know, so I just, I would pull away from him, but that's what it felt like. It was, it was an amazing feeling, but it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, he just made me feel like it, he, he felt like home, you know? Um, and that's what I think a soulmate is. They feel like home, like in, in this world of strangers, you know, you come to this person and you just feel super safe in their existence, you know? Um, and I, I, I don't know. There, there was a time where, um, we talked a lot about, you know, hooking up or going out on a date or whatever, but it just never happened. And I I told him like, I do not want to hook up with you because at that point I was a virgin anyway. And I, I just wasn't into doing all that. But I also told him like, I couldn't just hook up with you. Like it would be more than that to me. And I just, I don't want to like mess up our friendship or anything like that. So that never happened, but there were always slight romantic feelings there. But, um, you know, we just ended up being friends and then we went our separate ways. You know, he went to college, I joined the military and our family still lived in the same areas at that point. So we would see each other every once in a while. Um, but we hardly ever talked and it, was so weird. This is how I know that we are connected on a soul level, on a psychic level. Okay. So beyond the hugs and all that. Oh, I I forgot to tell you all this other thing. Hold on. So back in high school, we were in this art history class together. And there is one point where we both raised our hands at the same time. And I had a question about, uh, we were learning about like the globe theater or something. Um, and I, I had a question about it. Uh, cause it was something that I thought I knew or I, I don't know, but I wanted to know for sure. The teacher ended up calling on him first. And instead of asking a question, he gave like this fun fact about what we were learning and his little fun fact ended up being the exact answer to my question. And I told them that <laughs> I was like, that's so weird. I was like, that's literally what I was going to ask. And, uh, and then he just looked at me and was like, we were meant to be. And, you know, he was a goofy guy. Like he was joking, obviously, but there was a moment there where we just kind of looked at each other and I looked away and I was like, uh, it's awkward. Cause like low key, I was in love with him, <laughs> but, but, uh, it was very weird that it happened. Okay. So that was one thing. And then, so back when we were separated, um, there were a few times and it was enough for me to be like, this is more than a coincidence. So I want to say maybe two or three times uh, that this happened. It was so weird because like I said, we hadn't really been in contact with each other. So there was no reason for me to be really thinking or dreaming about him. But um, you know, it happens, you dream about people in your life. So uh, I would have these dreams um, where we would see each other. And sometimes when I dream about people that I know, it it feels like more than a dream. I'm like very conscious of of them in that dream. And it's like, we're actually seeing each other. It's more like a loop, like lucid dreaming. Um, and so that's what would happen. I would have a dream about him where we would see each other and recognize each other. Uh, and then I would wake up to a text message from him. I'm not shitting you. And this, like I said, happened two or three times. And at this point in my life, like I said, we had not been talking, like we weren't in communication on a regular basis. There was no reason one for me to really be dreaming about him or two 
definitely was no reason for him to just be randomly texting me. But every single time I would have this dream about him and wake up that morning, there would be a text from him. So I was like, that's fucking weird. That's way more than a coincidence. There's no, there's no logical reason for that to happen. Like that's weird. One time. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's still super weird, but two or three times that's, I I don't know what that is, but it's definitely not just a coincidence. And so that's why I was like, we have to have, we have to have some sort of psychic connection where we were communicating with each other in that dream. And so I wonder too, did he have a dream as well at the same time? And he made him think of me and then he would text me like, because it's too weird for that to not have happened. You know what I mean? So that he is like one of the first people I truly recognize as a soulmate of some sort. And you know, like I said, nothing ever happened between us romantically. There were definitely romantic feelings there, but you know, nothing ever happened. We were just friends. And it's like, what were we in each other's lives for? I I don't know. I mean, maybe we were just there to be friends to each other uh, throughout our childhood. And he was just my soulmate uh, when I was a kid, you know, he was there to comfort me and vice versa. And I haven't really talked to him in years at this point. So who knows, maybe we'll see each other again. I don't know. Um, but honestly, I feel like that that relationship is is over. Um, and I say that and it, it doesn't even it's just I don't feel sad about it because I think that we were in each other's lives at a certain point for a certain reason. And now we're not because we don't need each other in that way anymore, because there was a, a point in my life a few years ago where I was really sad that our connection kind of ended. Um, it, it made me really sad. But now I'm, I'm kind of just like I'm OK with it. Uh, genuinely okay with it and I'm like I think he's good where he's at and I'm good where I'm at it you know I life is hard shit happens but I think that our relationship served its purpose at the time and you know maybe we'll see each other again but right now we're we're in separate parts uh, of our lives so um there are two other people who you know, romantically, I think could be soulmates. Like I said, I'm not with these people. So I I don't really know how to explain that. But um, like I said, I don't think that every soulmate is meant to be in your life forever. I think that you just come into contact with these people. You know, it's like, is, is the word serendipitous? I think it's serendipitous, where you just happen to come across these people. And, you know, sorry, you probably hear my dog. Um, and you know why are they meant to be in our lives I don't know but anyway so there's this other guy who I am not gonna give too many details because he's still kind of like in my life a little bit but uh basically we ended up meeting he lives very close to me I'll just say that uh and we ended up hanging out a few times and I don't know him very well at all but I just I felt so drawn to him not just drawn to him but I just felt so safe in his energy that was the thing that really stuck out to me he made me feel extremely safe and this is a person that I do not know very well at all um and as a just as a woman feeling safe around a man especially one you don't know I can't speak for all women but that's like a rare thing uh I've had traumatic experiences with men so it's even more rare for me to feel that way and um he just made me feel so safe in his energy and like he made me feel safe in a few different ways. So the first way is just that on a very basic level, as a man that I don't really know that well, I felt comfortable enough to be around him and I didn't feel like he was going to hurt me in any way. He also made me feel safe in the sense that he 
just gives off this alpha energy of like if some shit went down I feel like he would be able to handle it because in my life that's a big deal for me because in my life I I'm sort of like that leader who everybody looks to when when stuff happens like I'm the one that will take care of shit and so it's kind of nice to be around somebody that you know if I felt like I couldn't handle something or whatever I wouldn't have to because he would handle it you know that's rare for me in my life to be around people like that and so that stuck out to me and then the third way this is the the more uh the more soul level uh feeling that he gave me of he gave off this very like instinctual nurturing energy like there was a moment where um we were in the we were in the cab and I was feeling really sick so I laid my head on the door I rolled the window down and I was just kind of tuning out and as he was carrying on a conversation with the driver, he kind of just like nonchalantly started rubbing my back a little bit, not in a creepy or pervy way, almost like in a motherly way, way, like how a mother would rub their child's back when they're not feeling well. That's how it was. It was very light, gentle. And he was just kind of like rubbed my back real quick and was like, are you good? And, you know, that really stuck out to me because I, that's just not something I've ever really experienced with a random guy, you know, on just on like a random date, like this was our first date. So, and that could just be a him thing. Like he could just be a, a truly like genuine soul who's just nurturing and that's just him. Um, but it just made me feel so safe. I felt so safe and comforted by him and that really stuck out to me and you know, just the couple of times that we, we hung out, I just felt safe. And I keep saying the word safe because that is such a big deal for somebody who has experienced a lot of trauma in their life. And, um, and also for somebody who is hyper independent, like I am, who is also always the caretaker for everybody else in their life to have someone who makes you feel safe, like genuinely safe and secure. Uh, that is a big deal. So part of the reason why I can't seem to get over him which is really shitty and I would really like to but you know <laughs> anyways <laughs> yeah but um no I just it's not even just when I'm around him like just his this sounds super weird but just his existence knowing that he exists makes me feel safe it makes me feel like good <laughs> about just the world like knowing that he exists that he is alive that makes me feel safe safer in the world for some reason and I'm like that has got to be that's like more than it's got to be some kind of soul level connection or something I don't I don't know how to explain it but yeah I don't know <laughs> that's how I feel about that I know it, it sounds super weird but you know it, it's just nice when you meet someone who feels makes you feel that comfortable and safe in the world so um regardless of what happens there between us um it's like I'm just happy that he exists because something about his energy makes me feel safe so that is the second person now this third person this situation is like a little weird um I really haven't even talked much about it to my friends or family because it's like kind of a, it's not embarrassing but it's just it's just weird I mean in this day and age it's not as weird because I feel like it's more normal more ugh, more normalized but basically this person it was like an online connection so he randomly messaged me on instagram and i get dms from guys all the time and i usually just ignore them or whatever or we might end up just being like you know friends online or something but for some reason he stuck out to me and he wasn't even like the most attractive person in the world that you know that i like because i'd be pulling some baddies okay <laughs> but, 
But I mean, I was attracted to him physically, but you know, it wasn't even just like, oh, he's so hot. Let me talk to him. No, it was just, I don't know what it was. It was something about his energy that I just felt super drawn to. Um, but he, this was a long distance thing. Like he lived over a thousand miles from me in a different state. So we haven't even met each other in person. Um, that was obviously the goal at some point, but he has a kid. I have my own shit here. Not always that easy. So we started talking last October, 2021. Um, and we just recently stopped talking altogether, like in June or July, um, because it kind of ended up being a very toxic situation. And honestly, it really was for the majority of the time, like he would be super jealous and manipulative and whatever. And I would get jealous about certain, like the certain things that I felt like he wasn't being honest with me about and whatever. But it was like, it was super weird because it was literally just like a, I mean, I say an online connection, but I mean, we would talk on the phone sometimes, we would FaceTime sometimes, but the majority of our connection was legit just through texting. So it's, it's weird. It's weird to feel attached to somebody that you've never actually been in contact with in real life. So I was like, we, we know things about each other, but we don't even really know each other like that in real life. So it was so weird. I had to like smack myself back into reality because I'm like, girl, (laughs) like you don't even know this person for real. And I'm like, maybe I have just been craving a connection so much that I just am clinging on to whatever. But at the same time, I can't say that because I've definitely been on dates with people, um, I, that I, you know, I get some sort of a connection, you know, something out of it, but it, I, I don't, I don't keep, I'm not the kind of person that like will keep somebody around just to have a connection, just to be with somebody. Like I'm actually the exact opposite of that. Like I grew up in a family where I saw multiple women in my life, stay in shitty relationships just so that they wouldn't be single and alone. And I told myself from a young age that I would never do that. And I think I've taken it to an extreme at this point (laughs) where I'm actually like a commitment phobe, uh, which I talked about in that previous episode. But I am just not just just to give you context, I am not the kind of person that will keep somebody around just because I don't want to be alone. So even though it became somewhat toxic, and it was like it wasn't even maybe maybe it's it was easier because he was at a distance. And so I didn't actually have to deal but I don't know, I started to get very attached and my feelings were definitely getting involved somehow. And I, I just ended up having to like really cut it off. And we both ended up kind of just cutting it off because it was becoming, I think even for him too, like, to the point where like, we were really, really getting attached to each other. But it was hard because it was like, we weren't able to just go see each other. Um, And even if we were able to meet up and really hit it off, it's like, well, now what? You know, like we we live so far from each other. I have my stuff, my life, my job here. He's got a, you know, a very young child um, where he lives and everything. It's not that easy to just like pick up and, and one of us would have to make a pretty big sacrifice. And it probably would have been me because I don't have kids, you know, so it's different. Um, but it got to a point where it was just like, this is too fucking difficult. Like it's too hard, you know? And I told him that so many times I was like, this is just, it's too fucking hard. Like I'm like wanting you so bad, but you know, the reality of it is, it is what it is. So, but for some reason, this person who I had never actually met, I just felt so drawn to his energy. I, I don't know what it was. Like I said, I don't know, maybe it is because I felt so lonely and, I I really tried to reason with myself like why am I feeling so drawn to this person and and you know maybe it is that he he is a soulmate of mine and it could have been something else but maybe it is that maybe 
we were supposed to be in each other's lives in one way or the other to help each other grow because I do think that he helped me grow a lot from this past October until now. I've grown a lot, especially in the like romantic relationship uh, area because like I said, it started to become very toxic. Um, and he definitely helped me realize my self-worth to the point of like, I'm going to set these boundaries with you. And if you cannot respect them, go the fuck on. Because there have been times in the past where I'm dating somebody and I would maybe keep something to myself. I wouldn't want to vocalize something. And because I was afraid that they would just leave me uh, if I did. And so I would put my own wants and needs on the back burner because I was afraid that they would leave me or that they just wouldn't like me or whatever. And so I think he really helped me get to a point where I love myself enough I care about myself and my well-being enough that I am willing to accept whatever the outcome is so that I can uh, put myself first, put myself first and, and, and set these boundaries and say, look, if you don't respect me, if you don't respect these boundaries, then I don't want you in my life. And this is something that I've learned with a couple of people. One of my cousins I think that she's also a soulmate of mine because me and her have always had such a strong bond and connection. Now, when we were really young, uh, I'm a few years older than her. When we were really young, we always butted heads. Um, But that was just kids being kids, you know. Um, But then as we got older, probably around middle school age, we just had such a strong bond, such a strong bond. And we always have, we've always, we've always felt like we were more like sisters than cousins. Um, and it really was like a soul connection, but you know, she's got her own shit that she's dealing with in her life and she's had a very traumatic life. And that was something that I always, I always made an ex- excuses for her, for her behavior, because I knew how crazy her life has been. Right. And I'm not going to give you guys details, but you know, she started doing things where it was, it became, it became a very toxic codependent relationship where I was constantly at her beck and call. And even when I lived in a completely different state and was doing my own thing, like when she would call me up and, you know, give me her essentially sob story about things that were happening, I would stop everything I was doing and try. And I literally would have rearranged my entire life to help this girl. Okay. Um, you know, and basically it just got, it boiled down to a point where, we ended up fighting physically and then we don't talk at all anymore. And like, I am still in contact with like her kids, you know, because her kids are like my babies. Like I love them. Um, but, and I love her too, but I just, I cannot, I cannot have her in my life anymore. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to abandon her children because especially her oldest, you know, we just have a bond and I, I couldn't do that to them, but I cannot be in her life anymore. But the thing is, is she really helped me also learn the same lesson that he kind of helped me learn. And it's funny because I learned it around the same time with both of these people of really setting firm boundaries and realizing that like you can love someone or care about someone from a distance and not be there in their life. You don't have to have them in your life, regardless of whether they're family or not. Both of these people around the same time really helped me learn that I, I matter. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to put myself first and it's not selfish to do that. And that's something that it took me a very long time to learn. My, I remember my grandma telling me when I was in high school, um, I, I was talking to her about, I don't even know what, but you know, 
because I've always kind of carried this this burden of feeling like I needed to take care of everybody. Um, and I remember her telling me back then, you know, you cannot, you know, take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, I heard her and I I, I got what she was saying, but it, it took many years for, for it actually to sink in for me to really learn that lesson. Like I had to learn it the hard way, um, you know, and I and I'm always going to be that person that tries to help other people. But at this point, I'm realizing, um, you know, it can't become codependent. It can't become toxic to the point where like, am I helping them just genuinely out of like, just love and wanting to help them? Or is part of it that I feel like that's where my self worth comes from? Because I do think that that's what I attached it to most of my life of like, if I am not able to help you or provide something to this relationship in that way, then am I even worthy? You know, and that's something that I think we a lot of us have to learn is that you are worthy of love and you're worthy of people wanting to be in your life without you having to actually do something for them. You know, like just being you and existing is good enough. And that's something that I really have had a hard time like um, grasping. But that relationship with my cousin and then also this guy um, really taught me that. It taught me that like, you know what, I am good enough, uh, just being who I am. And I do not have to bleed myself dry for somebody else in order to be worthy of that love. Um, and both of them taught me that, you know what, I'm going to set these boundaries. And if you respect me, if you truly respect me, if you truly love me and you truly value me as a person, you are not going to bleed me dry. You know, you're going to respect my boundaries. Um, because the thing is, in a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, um, especially in a romantic relationship, if this person does not respect your boundaries, if they are constantly doing things that are hurting you, um, and if they're manip- manipulating you and so on and so forth, and you always feel like you're you're like walking on eggshells around this person and putting your own wants and needs on the back burner, like in the long run, they're not going to make you happy anyways. You're going to be miserable with this person. So you might as well just like cut it off now. Like, that's where I, what I said, like being okay with like accepting whatever outcome there is from me speaking my truth, because it might hurt a little bit initially. Like say you speak your truth, you tell them what it is, you know, you set your boundaries and they just are like, okay, fine, fuck you. And they leave you. Yeah, of course that initial rejection is probably going to hurt a little bit, but in the long run, it's going to be better for you because that is not your person. That's not the person for you. They are not a good person for you. If they cannot respect your boundaries, they're going to end up making you absolutely miserable in the long run. So you just have to, you know, whatever is going to be good for you is going to come to you naturally and you're not going to have to force it. You don't, you should never have to force a person to treat you right. You should never have to tell a person how to treat you. You know, they should already know how to do that. And if they're not willing to learn, if they're not willing to get better, and they're not actually putting actions to their words, then you don't need them in your life anyway. Okay. And so back to the soulmate thing, I really do think that there are people in your life platonically or romantically who are there, only going to be there for a moment, you know, in time to really help your soul grow, to really help you elevate as a person. Um, And you're also helping them. In, in one way or the other. So I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. That's how I feel about soulmates. Um, this is a, a really long episode already. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Uh, like I said in this the previous like teaser episode, sometimes when I like 
put myself on the spot and I press record, I freeze up and I don't always know what to say and it gets awkward. But I hope that this made sense and that it's kept your interest. Um, The majority of these episodes are probably going to be when I'm driving and like, because I literally just go on these long stream of conscious consciousness tangents and I feel like it's just more interesting and funny but um I don't know I felt the need to get on here and give you guys a legit episode hopefully you enjoyed it if you didn't you know it is what it is better luck next time but also I am planning to like interview people I'm planning to I want to have like a couple of uh my friends and maybe some people I might have like my mom and one of my cousins come on Um, and then there's also people that I have connected with on Instagram. I already have you guys in mind. I'm going to definitely be DMing you and seeing if we can figure out a way to like interview maybe over like, um, FaceTime or something. But yeah, that's the goal. A lot of it will just be me on here blabbing my mouth, but I do plan to have interviews. So hopefully that'll mix it up and make it more fun, but we'll see what happens guys. I cannot promise any consistency at all right now, but Like I said, we'll see what happens. Okay, well, thank you if you have listened this far. I love you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Okay, bye.